This is Corey Gray and Tony Stewart from Hairdistry. Thank you for tuning in to the Hairdressers Podcast. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yo, what's good? This is Barry Harrison, a.k.a. The Stars Barber. And uh, I just want to come at you today and tell you how schedulicity has changed my life. Like, number one, it changed my life because it helped me get more organized. I was able to structure my day, structure my week. Um, I know what type of revenue I have coming this day. If I need to run out, run an errand, uh, if I want to take lunch, I'm able to do all these things. And it just helps to structure uh, a barber or stylist or anyone that's in an appointment-driven industry. You're able to maximize your time. And time is something that you can't get back. So I value my time. And I love the customer service. And I've been with Schedulicity for over almost 10 years. I've been rocking with them for almost a decade. So happy to be part of the family. Happy. Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry Natuno. And this amazing podcast is brought to you by Schedulicity. Welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course, I'm sitting with my best friend, Tony. What's up, Tony? What's going on, brother? Good to see you, man. Too bad you can't be in studio today, but, uh, but you know, we work it out. We adapt, yeah. right? And that the word right. of 2020, that's the word of 2021. We adapt. Right. Always good to see you, brother. Good to see you, my friend. Hey, so today I'm pretty excited. Um, we have a guest that's been on the podcast quite a few times, but uh, you know, she's she uh, she always has a lot to give, and she's never shy to talk about it. Um, and uh, what I love most about our I don't want to say most, but what I do love about our guest is that uh, she she's evolving. Like we're in the middle of her evolution, but she's not afraid to like look backwards and say, "Oh yeah, I made a mistake." You know, and that mistake led me to where I am today, you know, and, and I really appreciate that about anybody. Um, and our guest today is and she's actually a little bit younger. Like I remember, you know, when 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 these revelation revelations were coming to me, I was just a little bit older than her. So I just like to see that she started her path a little bit earlier. Well, about- you could just say you just made me a little slower. <laughs> Definitely a little bit slower. There's no doubt about it. But but I lo- I love to see that and, and you know basically just take accountability. You know. Oh uh, yeah. I I and not you know and be stuck because you make a mistake, right? And let it hold you there or it paralyzes you. You know what I mean? You recognize it. And this particular guest, she reckon she reckon if it is, she recognizes it, but she moves on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She. she learns from it and moves on and keeps moving forward and, and keep pushing the boundaries, which is pretty, uh, pretty amazing. It, it, it is pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing that anybody can do that. Um, but you know, certainly this uh, young salon owner and stuff for her to do it. Bravo. So, uh, so today we're going to talk about it and where, so today we're talking to uh, Gina Bianca and uh, as you guys know, everything we just said about Gina is absolutely true. Um, 
Gina is uh, today. We're going to talk about pricing, and and I guess it's been about two or three years ago that that she really like owned this space about pricing. Like she was the first one to kind of. I remember a couple of years ago, like she would put up like, I don't know, like a balayage or a bleach out or whatever. And she'd put the price right on it. And I remember how mind blowing this was to me. I'm like, I can't believe, I can't believe that somebody's actually giving out their prices because that's, that was always kind of one of those quote unquote secrets of the industry. It was kind of like sharing a formula, right? Like nobody ever talked about their pricing, you know, probably because they were scared that they were undercharging, but, but man, Gina just owned that space. And then after that, we just saw a lot of other people saying, yeah, forget that. This is what it called. You still see those posts all the time about people doing the pricing. And, and I love it. I, I, I love it and appreciate it. Yeah, she's definitely been a leader in the industry uh, and, and just, you know, a, a really a pioneer doing things different than than what a lot of people are used to doing. Absolutely. I like I like that you said pioneer because because I think that that's absolutely true. And 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 and, you know, even to kind of like circle back a little bit, like you know, by her being able to admit and own her mistakes, own her mistakes, you know, think about that, like, like that, that allows her to keep evolving and that allows her to keep, you know, forging um, forward um, as a pioneer. So uh, I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, we get I, in? I'm look, yeah. I'm looking forward to the conversation, you know, 100%. I, I want to check myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she ain't scared to check you now, dog. You oh, know yeah, I know she'll check me. I just can't <laughs> check myself. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt about it. So, uh, Miss Gina Bianca, welcome back to your day off. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely, man. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for coming back. Thanks for that intro. That was amazing. <laughs> but but it's all the truth, right, Gina? I mean, like like like. There's so much. I I'm always impressed by you because. Uh, again, you just, you just kind of own your shit, man. And, and, and that, that, I don't care what it is that needs to be respected. I don't care who you are that needs to be respected. Yeah. I really appreciate that intro because I was just like making all these connections in my brain, like based off of what you were saying, you were saying that, um, that just putting the price on the photo, like people are scared to do that. Like I was so scared to do that. I was so scared. Like I was in line at Old Navy buying a flag t-shirt for, um, for the 4th of July uh-huh. and I had nothing to post. And in the car, I just wrote it out and I'm like, I'm going to do a price breakdown. I told Steve, he's like, I don't care. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> right, I don't care right. about social media. <laughs> and I was so scared to do that. And then I got to the checkout and my pick was viral. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm onto something. But I feel like that vulnerability feeling is like when you kind of know you're onto something and I chase that feeling. I chase that feeling of discomfort. Um, when it comes to owning my mistakes, like you were saying, like all I have in this life is my story. You know, I've learned so much from so many people, but how I can leave my mark is telling my story, sharing my mistakes, sharing what I learned, sharing what worked, sharing what didn't work. And my story is really what sets me apart from everybody. And that's what sets everybody apart is is your actual story. So I'm just thankful I have a place to share it. So thank you so much for having me. I love coming on this podcast so much. So thank you. Thanks, Tina, man. We, we, we love having you. I think what's, what, what makes, I think you so different too, is that you know, like you said, you, I mean, you share your story. You're, you're almost an open book. You, you know, like a lot of people try to keep stuff hidden or keep that closet door closed. And, you know, I don't want to see anybody to see my dirt or my mistakes, but yet, you know, you embrace it. And and that's such a rare, I think, you know, trait in someone who's, uh, who's, who's willing to expose themselves like that and be vulnerable. It's, you know, again, uh, you know, just a lot of, just a lot of respect to you. 
Thank you guys so much. Yeah, I mean, I love to share it. Um, it's difficult at times. Like right now, I'm in the middle of a weight loss um, and health series on my podcast. And, you know, I was like kind of nauseous talking about it because I'm sharing stuff that's like super deep and emotional. And um, a lot of it's traumatic too. And I have that like feeling, but like I know when I have that feeling that I'm onto something and that it's it's going to change something. Um, and I chase that feeling and I know that if I feel it, I'm like, this is what people need to hear because other people are feeling this at a deeper level at a more painful level. And if I set it free, somebody else will not feel alone. And with pricing, you know, a lot of the times we would have very big problems, uh, charging and my salon. And I was really more wanting to show people like, this is what it costs to have this. And when the price breakdown started, that was a revolution. Like I truly believe that I started something that, you know, changed the beauty industry and I call it elevate the beauty industry. And that's my mission to this day is to help elevate hairstylists and hairstylists will elevate salons and salons will elevate the industry. So pricing is where it all begins. And I still know people have a challenge with this. So I'm glad that we're here talking about it. I think so. I mean, I think it's one of those topics that we can continue to talk about because, you know, as an industry, I think we just need to keep rehashing, keep rehashing, not a negative kind of way, but we just need to keep talking about pricing because, you know, at the at the end of the day, I think pricing comes down to one is know how to price, you know, not just because your neighbor's doing it, but like, you know, how to actually break down the pricing and what, you know, what are your costs in, in salon that's going to dictate your pricing? One, um, just how to do that and how to how to formulate that. But then, then the other part is just like, like is having the confidence to kind of do it. Right. I mean, that's it. I want to take you back to, uh, to old Navy. Um, so when you're standing in line there and like you're, 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 about to put up those prices, what, what was the insecurity there? Um, you know, the insecurity was my clients were going to see it. Mm. I didn't really care about, um, hairstylists really, because I was just like, this is what we charge. Like, do you know what I mean? It was whatever. But for clients, you know, sometimes it's going to be like, oh, I can't afford her goodbye. And I was a little more nervous about my salon business because back then, and it's so crazy because I, every year looking back, it's like a completely different me. And I, I learned so much and I go forward. So going back, thinking about it now, it's not a big deal. But back then, like being in the employee-based salon, which I closed, you know, last time we talked, I believe we, I had the employee-based salon and I closed it. And, um, you know, back in those times, like everything I said was a reflection of my salon. You know what I mean? So it was Gina Bianca hair. So if Gina Bianca says it, it represents the entire team. And it's kind of like a lot of pressure. And I would never want my staff to kind of feel like, oh, my God, I have to charge $608. And I say 608 because that was the first price breakdown that I did. <laughs> um, but like, I just like really didn't want to make them uncomfortable. Right. But little did I know I was getting trolled like nonstop. And I really like these trolls, like I like now will just turn off the comments or I, I just block people because people can be so nasty. But the trolls were basically like destroying my work. They were saying like, you're not worth it. Right. Like your hairdressers aren't worth it. And that's what people would say on the so comments. It was hair, so it wasn't a other hairdresser saying that, 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 that your work sucked. It was, some, it, yeah. Oh. Some, yeah. You would be surprised. The beauty industry isn't always beautiful. <laughs> it's not, no. you know, there are some nasty, nasty people, but you know what? It doesn't, it's no skin off my back. A lot of the time, literal. is that how the saying goes? No skin off my 
Yeah. I think it is. Let's get a I don't even know. Yeah. It's literally like, you know, and it's like Brene Brown shit. It's saying like, or Teddy Roosevelt, like it's not the critic who counts. It's the people who are in the freaking ring with dust all over them, bloody, because they're doing shit and trying shit and pioneering shit. These are the people who matter and who are making a difference. And if you're in the bleachers talking shit to me, like it doesn't matter to me. I can't, I can't lie and say that it didn't affect me. Like I got trolled very badly the other day and I had to take some time off and like relax, but like I let it get to me. Right. I kept reading it. Do you know what I mean? So when you do stuff like this, when you share stuff like this, especially if you're trying to make a movement, like I'm actually trying to elevate the beauty industry. I don't want a client to walk into a salon and want a, a box dye transformation for $100 in one hour. Like I want to start setting expectations. I want to help a stylist set themselves up to win. And when you want to make a big change, yeah. you know what I mean? You have to, you, 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 you have to stand you, your ground and, and you can't cower down. You have to walk through the thorns, right? Those exactly. that pioneer walk through the thorns. You know, they, 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 they feel it. All right. So let's get into it. So, um, you know, as maybe we can play this game, Tony, let me know if this makes sense. Like if I'm, if I'm opening a brand new salon, like, like I'm just getting my, you know, like what my rent is going to be, what my, what my product cost is going to be as I'm starting to, 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 to get these costs in, is that when we start thinking about pricing or how do we start thinking about it? Where do we start? Okay. So for example, pricing all comes down to your costs and how much money you want to make. So there's so many different ways to figure out pricing. I have a whole course on this. We're going to talk about this later, but it's not that hard. It's not that complicated. And what I end up doing with my renters here at the network, we do their pricing in five minutes. I say, how much money do you want to make every year? They tell me, I say, how many hours do you want to work every week? And they say this many. Then we times it by 52 weeks and divide it down by how much they want to make in a year. And you, if you're going to want to make 100K, you're going to have to go to 200K because it's 50%. And you want to give yourself room for um, discounts, for no-shows, for all of those things. You just want to give yourself room. So you always want to overshoot what you want to do. Now, my hourly price at the network is $125 an hour. So all of them charge around 70 80 90 100 110, 115, 120, they charge around that per hour. And then the critical key is to get your services time standards lined up so that you can communicate, okay, if this is what you want to get, it's going to take this amount of time and this is my hourly rate. Mm -hmm. It's really not rocket science, but it's committing to an hourly rate and marketing yourself and communicating your pricing properly and to the right people. All right, Gina. Um, so uh, I do color and, and, and Tony does haircuts. Um, so certainly my, as a colorist, well, let's back up a little bit. So I think Tony kind of did this a little bit. Um, once we went, we got back to work in June, um, for COVID cause he changed his, he didn't necessarily change his pricing schedule schedule, but what he did is he changed, Tony, do you want to explain that a little bit, what you kind of did there? Okay. So, um, so what I did before, I, I didn't offer haircuts without blow dries, right? Because I, I wanted to make sure I finished everybody. But now, since we've been back, people are afraid to be in the salon for a long period of time. So what I did is then I started offering, because I knew, um, uh, so for instance, it's roughly about $100 an hour, right? So for, because uh, so, a men's haircut's 30 minutes, $50, you know, which is, still gives me them $100. 
So um, it's a uh, so what I did is I so I started offering that that haircut without a blow dry, and that's sixty five dollars. Um, and so with uh, you know with tip, I mean you're already back at eighty, so all of a sudden now I'm at a, a you know that kind of at one hundred sixty dollars an hour. You know, because women are and men uh, didn't want to be in the salon for a long period of time, extended period of time, especially with COVID, because they were afraid. So they wanted to come in and, and being in the studio, you know, they felt a little bit more safe, but they still didn't want to be in uh, the salon as, as long as it took to, you know, whether, whether we did Brazilian blowout or whatever we did. But so by offering that haircut without a blow dry, uh, actually gave me a higher uh hourly rate than it did for the whole for for the whole hour and it's funny because i i would say probably half of the clients that came back chose that option but you still charge the full price yeah oh yeah well, that's great that's like a cheat that's like a cheat code that's great <laughs> it, it is i mean he's actually his his hourly rate went up by taking blow dries off the off the menu yeah, for honestly, not every hairstylist is going to have that option, though. They're going to have Karens coming in nickel and diming them for every minute. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, and- he, still, he still has the option of getting a blow dry. You just pay for that time, right? So you're paying for, you know, now it's a 45-minute appointment as opposed to a 30-minute appointment. Is that right, Tom? Right, exactly. Oh, so you're charging, you're not charging your normal price then. You're changing. Oh, no, the- for the 30 minutes, no, it's, you know. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, if you're getting people coming in for less time charging the same, like that's like a cheat code. Like that's great. Right. No, but <laughs> it's say, not, but it's not for- <laughs> yeah, but it's not a 50, 50% discount either. You know what I mean? It, but it's get some in and out, uh, within the 30 minutes versus 45 minutes. And, uh, it, gives me a $40 increase an hour as far as, uh, you know, if you break it down. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people are confused about pricing because they're trying to make it work during these difficult times, but these times aren't going to last forever. It is not the new normal. Like this is not how it's going to be forever. Like we have to have hope that that's not the case. And Um, I think that people have such a hard time with their pricing because there's so much uncertainty and we need certainty in our mindset of this is my time. This is how long I take. Uh, And you have to constantly be improving time standards because time is money when you're behind the chair. If you want to make more money without your time, you got to look at different income streams. But standing behind the chair, your time is your money. The faster you are, the more high value you are. And, um, you know, pricing and communicating your services is really how you can grow in this business. So when you're sitting with your staff and you're figuring out the pricing structure, are you, I mean, are you considering uh, all the product costs, all the, you know, color costs, all the, you know, the whether it's, you know, all the different chemical costs. Yeah. So you can totally like when I was a salon owner in the employee based salon, we kept track of this meticulously. And I still think that you should run your books through QuickBooks as an independent artist and have an idea of what percentages you're working with. So professional use costs should be around 10% uh, for renters for a salon. It should be 6%. Now, when you're a renter, if you think about it, you're going to be making more than 50, 50 commission. 
So if you're a renter, independent artist, which most of the people who listen to stuff like this, they're independent artists. You know what I mean? Commission artists who are punching in, punching out, many of them, it's not what they want to hear right now, or it's not what they are looking for right now. Like they can't control their pricing. They're working for a salon. But the vast majority of renters who are working behind the chair, who are having their own business, the reason they left is because they're making less than they want to make. And they want their independence and freedom. And chances are they're going to be making around 50% commission to themselves or more. So what I always say is how much money do you want to make? If you want to make 100K, we're going to go off of $200,000 and we're going to divide that by 52 weeks and how many hours you want to work in a week, because that's going to take into account the commission. Does that make sense? It does make sense, but when you do the two hundred thousand, do you add that six percent on that two hundred? No, because that's because if they want to make a hundred thousand a year, times it by two, right? And that okay. makes up for the yeah. expenses. And okay. it's just a guess. So if you think about it, let me get my calculator out. So if you're going to want to make two hundred thousand dollars a year, divided by fifty-two weeks in a year, that's thirty-eight hundred dollars around a week you have to bring in. Now, if you want to make, if you want to work 40 hours a week, you have to charge 96 an hour. And that's, that's 90, that's 40 booked hours. That's if you're, if you want to work 40 hours a week, mm-hmm. $96 right. an hour is a fair price. And your goal is to fill those hours. That's how you break it down. It is not rocket science and people make it so confusing uh, about like all of these percentages and everything, like just make it easy for yourself. And then what you do is at the end of every year, you run your QuickBooks and you compare percentages. What did I actually make? How much did I actually spend? Am I profitable? You know what I mean? If you're not profitable, if you're not booking 40 hours, you need to increase your marketing. It's not going to happen magically. You need to increase your pre-book. You need to put more stuff out there on Instagram and social media. You need to walk around and hand your card out. You need to threaten your friends and family to come see you. (laughs) Like you have to fill the hours. The goal is to fill 40 hours. Now, if you do 40 hours divided by three hour appointments, that's 13 clients a week. If you break it down like that, it is not that hard. It is not rocket science. And many people are looking at it from a bird's eye view from 50 different educators who talk about pricing all differently. They've got COVID they're thinking about. They've got their clientele who makes them feel like shit. They've got all of this stuff going on. So they can't make a decision because they have too much uncertainty in their head. They need to sit down quietly, be certain. I am worth this amount. This is what I'm going to do. These are the steps that I'm going to take and get it done. Boom. I love it. So, so if we're, according to your formula, we're right about a hundred bucks an hour. So and to, that's for a hundred K a year, right? No, that's, that's, that's to that's, make a hundred K a year. Right, 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 that's right, to right. make a hundred K. You're going to, re- you're going to gross 200 if you were a hundred percent booked, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If you're a hundred percent booked, but what if you're 80% booked, if you're 80% booked plus 20% gratuity, where are you at? A hundred bucks. You know what I mean? So it's really like not that bad. And for hairstylists with the let, if we elevate the beauty industry together, a hundred bucks an hour, ain't shit. If every single hairstylist would level up, provide a better experience, get out of the kitchen. And I know right now people are in the kitchen because of COVID. I know people right now, their salons are shut down and they have to feed their families. I am not talking to you. I am not talking to people who are doing what they have to do to survive, but I'm talking about people who are giving discounts 24-7, who are giving things away for free. 
Um, and I know it's about mindset. I know it's about, you know, the way clients talk to us sometimes. I know it's about stuff that goes on in our heart and I'm not talking down to anybody, but if we all consciously elevate it, imagine, mm -hmm. if, imagine if every person a hundred in America, a hundred bucks an hour was nothing right? for, for hair. And people, it's so important now to look your best on social media. People want their, they're comparing their hair to Jennifer Aniston and Kim Kardashian. That's who they're comparing their hair to. But if there's someone available to do it for cheap or nothing, like the only people who should be doing it for cheap or nothing are students. Wow. Those yeah. are the people who should be doing it for cheap or nothing. Yeah, there's no doubt. So, I mean, let's go back to mindset a little bit. Like, like what's the, what's the conversation in your head? Like, you know, I know we, we, we've seen the overkilled, uh, we've seen the overkilled kind of meme that, you know, are you charging your worth? But, uh, you know, instead of just being a meme or being one sentence, what does that really mean? How do you break that down? How do you get to it? Ask me again, what was the question? How do you charge your, what? No, no, no. What's the mind? I mean, you, you talked about mindset. I mean, let's go back to mindset a little bit. Like, 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 like we've seen the meme of like, you know, charge your worth, but how do we get to charge your worth? You know, how do we, what, what conversation are you having with yourself to be able to make those price increases? Well, first to understand it, but we kind of got there, but, but I think the next thing is, is again, the execution part, you know, how do we execute this and, and, and what's the conversation that you have with yourself to know your worth? So I think that this comes with a lot of self-work um, and setting boundaries. Because for example, if, uh, if we have the strategy together and Tony Robbins says business is 80% strategy, it, business is 20% strategy, 80% psychology. And if we have the strategy down, we know what to do, but our problem is executing it. What we have to do is get comfortable setting healthy boundaries. The first boundary should be with the schedule. We should only do hair during hours that we do hair. We should not be doing it all the time because then we're never going to fill the 40 hours. We're going to fill all random hours and we're shooting for nothing. We need to fill the hours that are on our schedule. That's the number one thing. Fill your schedule, not their schedule. And if the client doesn't want to come during your hours, they're not the client for you. If you want to shop at Chanel at 10 p.m. in New York City, if it's not open. Like if you want an in-person experience there, it's not open. It, it's not going to happen. You can do it online, but you're not going to touch the bag before you buy it. It's not open. So hairstylists need to say, if this guest wants to come see me, they're going to come see me during my hours. Like I do hair on Thursdays at one o'clock. <laughs> the person that wants to get their hair done by me is going to come on Thursdays at one o'clock. Right. People ask me all day long to do their hair, but guess what? I'm not coming in on a weekend and I would never come in past five o'clock. Absolutely not. No, it's not for me. I do way too many other things. And the people who want to see me are going to work on my schedule. So the first boundary to set your schedule. And once you have a strict set schedule, and you're used to working in that schedule for six months, you only work in that schedule, you're going to be booked because you have a boundary and then the right people are going to start coming to you. Rejection is God's protection. The people who want to walk all over you, if you can protect yourself, the right people will come to you. But if you're constantly bending for people who don't care about you, you're not going to get the right people. You have nothing left to give them. Right. Another thing is being able to say no, set the boundary and let go of the outcome. And one of the outcomes could be they go to somebody else. You have to accept it. 
not every client is meant for your chair. You have to just get over it. Get over yourself. Not everybody is for you. Your right clientele is going to find you, but you also have to put in the work. It's not going to be handed to you. There's people around who just like hang out all day and they wonder why they're not booked. Like you have to go out and get it. I always say, go out, kill something, bring it home and cook it. Like you have to go get it. You do. And if you don't want to do that, go work for somebody else. Well, be a, be a hunter, right? Yeah. It's true because of the strong will survive people. I feel like I'm, you're preaching. Will survive. They, it's true. Stop bitching and moaning about why it's not happening for you. And you have to go make it happen. Yeah, it's it's definitely the ones that that go for it that works hard and be consistent stay consistent you know what i mean and if you're consistent with your schedule and you're consistent with that time frame you're consistent with the hustle you will make that money absolutely and you know be grateful if your salon is giving you uh, referrals and people are coming in off of your salon. Like the, the other thing you have to do is you have to be, and I talk about this in my pricing course, reputation, experience, demand, education, cost per hour, the five core pieces of pricing reputation is what you're willing to let walk out the door. So how you take care of your customers, the work that you do, I know that I'm the authority for color correction. Everybody in Connecticut knows it. Come see me for a color correction and hairstylists refer people to me for color correction. I know that's me. So when I know I'm doing it, I'm the person to do it. Do you think I'm not confident to charge? Right. If you put in the work and you don't have to be me to do this, but if you're educating yourself, practicing, and you're learning from your mistakes and you're giving a great guest experience and you're a perfectionist with your work. You're not going to let someone walk out with a bleed mark or with gloss still on the back of their head. Do you know what I mean? Like those little things or, or color stains all over their hair and then they flip up their sunglasses and they're like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like there's, it's like a standard. And if you're following the standard, if you're doing what you need to do, you're going to have the confidence. But if you're falling short, showing up hungover, looking like freaking, I don't know what, like if you're, if that's you. I wouldn't be comfortable charging either. And the times where I've given the most discounts are the times I came to work hungover. Right. What had, it comes out of confidence, right? I mean, you don't know, know your worth is, 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 is earning your worth too. It's psychology. It's mm-hmm. 80% psychology. It's how you see yourself, how you think of yourself, how you perform, all of these things. The strategy, it's literally reverse engineering from what you want. How much money you want to make times two divided by how many hours you want to work. If you want to work eight hours a week, Divide it by that. Right. And if it's unrealistic, find more income streams. Be a hustler. Be it a doesn't hu- always have to be hair. Mm. Hey, uh, I, I, you brought up uh, Tony Robbins. What would what, what, what have been your biggest, I don't want to say your biggest, but, but what have been some of your learns from Tony Robbins? So I've been following Tony for many years. I went to Business Mastery in 2015. This changed my life forever. This is when I started going all in on education. This is when I realized, like, I'm going to go all in on education. And this is when my employee-based salon business took the back burner. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When I really was just like, I'm going all in on education. And I believe, remember when you guys reposted my employee-based salon podcast and I was like, take that shit down right now. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The reason I wanted you to take it down was because it was so out of context because I'm a different person. What they see on Instagram does not match that right now. Right. If you want to do team-based pay, When I was a full-time leader leading my team, listen to that podcast. 
I'm not a full-time leader leading the team. I'm an educator, an entrepreneur. I'm a beauty influencer. I'm a hairstylist, like one minute a week. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I do all different things and I didn't want people to get the wrong idea of me. Cause I know you guys get a ton of listens. So I was just like, that was the reason why. But when I went to Tony Robbins in 2016, 2015, okay. The three things I learned the most from that seminar, the business mastery were that three ways to grow your business are frequency of sale, average new clients and average ticket sale. So learning those three things and everything else, it was a six day seminar. Okay. So it was six long, crazy days. I learned more in those six days than I learned in my whole career. And I utilized what I learned in my life experience and my experience in business. And I started teaching based off of what I had learned from all of those things. Like one of the biggest things I teach is pre-book because if you can secure the next appointment, you're not going to have as much, when we talk about being booked, booking hundred percent of your 40 hours, if 80% of your time is already booked, what are you worried about? Well, there's a lot less effort to do the other 20, isn't it? Yeah. And if you're giving a great guest experience and securing that pre-book, you know, it's not hard. It's just saying like, okay, these are, this is the time you usually come. Let me secure it for you because I'm wicked busy and I don't want you to lose your spot. I don't want you to have to come in on a Saturday morning when you prefer Thursdays at five. My, my, my conversation with them is uh, similar to that. But what I tell my clients is like, listen, if you pre-book, you're booking on your time. If you don't pre-book, then you're booking on my time, you Love know, and what, I have, and what I have available, you know, but if you do it now, you know, there's, there, there, there's, there's, you know, openings that, that, that are working to your schedule as opposed to working to mine. Absolutely. And, you know, with Tony Robbins, I went to Business Mastery um, in December of 20. 19, I went to date with destiny. That was life-changing for me. Um, in that seminar, what I learned the most was my values. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up with a lot of adversity. I never really had values. My values for the past 10 years were money, success, fame, um, security, uh, things that don't really matter. Mm-hmm. And I reprogram my brain. Like they say, he brainwashes you. I 100% reprogrammed my brain because I was on a highway to hell and a dirt road to happiness. Like I literally, it was anything could make me feel bad. And it took so much to make me feel good. Like I was literally not okay. And, um, that seminar, I learned, you know, my values and for the whole year of 2020, I put myself first. Like my values are love, health, vulnerability, boundaries, growth, learning, um, giving back, making an impact is one of my top values. And every single day I ask myself, okay, you know, is this, is this serving my health? And I struggle with this still to this day, but I had to really reprogram and rewire myself to, because I know who I want to be. I know who I want to be, what I look like right now. This is what I always knew I looked like, but I was not me because I was focused on other things. So that seminar, that was huge for me. And then more recently over the last two years. So in 2019, I had started this and then all through 2020. And then up until now I'm doing his strategic intervention coaching. So my coaching that I do is based off of six human needs psychology, which is life-changing. And and when you ask me what I learned from Tony Robbins, he's like the guide to my life. 
you know, he, he changed my life and I will follow him forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, the impact that he makes and his his story is so beautiful. Like, I love how he tells his authentic story. And same with Lady Gaga. I love how she tells her authentic story. Like, that's who I want to be for others. And that's what I do every day. Boom. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty uh, amazing. It's like real mentors. Like, right. and, and, you know, it's important to have those people to look to. And I'm a crazy Lady Gaga fan, but it's more than just poker face. You know what I mean? <laughs> and just so everybody knows, just so everybody knows, me, Elise, and Alexandra in January of 2020, we peaked in life and we did hair for stupid love along with the Joyco team. Wow. In case anybody didn't know, no, I'm still talking know. about it. No, no. <laughs> that was like the coolest thing and most stressful thing I've ever done. That's awesome. Hey Gina, do you see like I don't know, do you kind of see like is there space within our industry to kind of like to do like a Tony Robbins thing. Could we put together like a, like a program and, 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 and just kind of use these same principles and, 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 and go real with it. It's called mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> nice lead up. Let's fucking go. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, G. So how do, um, so, uh, I mean, clearly I'm, I'm inspired and uh, I can see Tony's inspired. Like how can people find you or how can they uh, get, be a part of mastermind or, or yada yadas? So you can follow me on Instagram at I am Gina Bianca. You can listen to my podcast, the Gina Bianca podcast. It's everywhere. You just Google it. Um, If you wanted to join Mastermind, this is for hairstylists, salon owners. This is for the beauty industry. I'm creating a new Mastermind for life and business coaching that can be an add-on for this uh, in the coming months. You can sign up for all that by clicking the link in my bio on Instagram, but Mastermind is pretty much my community. It includes so much education. Like there's just so much. Our video library is so vast. There's just so much in there, but what you're really paying for in Mastermind is the mindset. You know what I mean? You're around really great people. When you come to class, it comes to life. And then just having the, so much access to my education and mindset, I think that that's the the value. Um, you can find out everything that Mastermind includes, but more recently, and why I wanted to talk about pricing is Mastermind now includes my pricing essentials course and my adaptive consultations course. So these courses, start to finish, you watch them, you're not going to have an issue with pricing. And if you still need help, we can do coaching. But I really think that these uh, courses are essential for hairstylists to learn how to price their services and communicate. And it's 30 bucks a month. It's so cheap. Like I'm not here to get rich. Like I have to make money to survive. But like, it's really, my goal is to elevate the beauty industry. I hope to work and give everything for free to hairstylists in some way. I hope somehow that happens for me. So I never have to charge people, but you know, I have to survive. And I feel like I give a lot. And I think that the price is the most competitive and the highest value online education that you can get. I love it. I mean, 30 bucks a month. I mean, nothing. Well, I mean, if you get, again, if you kind of, you're holding like a a coffee in your hand, you know, if you just kind of broke that down by, you know, how many cups of coffee that is a month, you know what I mean? That's like, that's like a quarter cup worth of coffee for me. Yeah. (laughs) And if you raise your price, like if you raise your prices, $10 an hour after watching that course, it's like 20 K a year or something, even more than that. It's, it's, let's talk ROI for a second, right? Yeah. It's just like, you're, you're losing money by not being in mastermind. It's crazy not to work with me. 
<laughs> get it together. Awesome. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but no, I, I want to meet you and I, I want to meet the right people who want to take their business to the next level. And I'm like lifelong friends with a lot of my members who come to class and who like show up. Like it, it's just, I built like a whole network of people, AKA the network. AKA the network. Awesome. Gina, thank you so much. Thanks for hanging out with us once again. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. We have to do this quarterly or something like that, but, uh, I told you I will come back anytime. I had to ask you to come back. I was like, Hey, want to hang out? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, like I told you on the phone, you know, uh, there's, there's always an open chair at our, our, at our table. So, uh, Gina, I, I, we appreciate you. We appreciate everything that you're doing for the industry. We appreciate the mastermind and, 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 you know, I just, I, I, I love seeing and being a part of your journey. That's the, it's pretty dope. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for having me. Corey, Tony, I really appreciate you guys and the platform that you made for hairstylists too. I really appreciate you. Much love, my friend. Much love. So Miss Gina Bianca, thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find... Actually, you can. You can find their music on um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>